0: We, we combat, uh, both in the Patriots flying and in the Snowbirds flying, we combat the turn the, by applying forward uh, trim pressure. Welcome to Flying BC, a podcast about the people, planes, and aviation adventures in British Columbia and Canada, with your host, Warwick Patterson.
1: Welcome to a special bonus episode of Flying BC, where former Snowbird and CF-18 pilot Scratch Mitchell answers your listener questions. I'll be doing more of this sort of exclusive bonus content here on Patreon in the future. Our patrons will have an opportunity to get their questions in front of future guests. As always, the main podcast and videos will remain available to all, and if you feel like supporting the cause, I'd love to have you on board for the journey. Thanks to everyone who submitted questions for this one. I hope you enjoy this extra session with Scratch Mitchell. yeah we had some listener questions for you we came in before the show and i uh, just wanted to throw those out to you and get your answers on those
0: absolutely happy to
1: um so the first one that came in um from nicholas uh kind of a two-parter so i'll ask two different questions here but uh, who creates a new shows a new season show display and does it change every year um, this could be cf-18 or snowbirds
0: okay well it's it's actually the same answer for in both cases and I'll speak to the snowbirds because I was more intimately involved with uh, with that as the lead. effectively, the show changes subtly every year and the team gets to pick that uh, how those changes uh, come out. And so at the beginning of the season, we we sit down and, we, and in my case, I like to do it I like to do it as a sort of a group thing and say, okay what, What could the show look like and I like to get the input of the team members their show as well I think there's been other approaches in the past, but the way I approached it was let's let's all just throw our favorite maneuvers down on a on a board and uh, See how we could integrate that into the into the show. I Think for the uninitiated the snowboard show probably looks pretty similar year to year and if we had to say there were arbitrarily there were 60 75 different maneuvers that the snowbirds fly in the, in sort of the, the bag of tricks if you will then the show might consist of 35 or 40 of them and that that you harvest the different uh, maneuvers out of the out of the bag of tricks each year and so i think there's some subtle changes and certainly the experienced air show fan would notice some of the maneuvers that have changed year to year and then every once in a while, there's an innovation where something comes along and it, and it's like, wow, we haven't seen that. A few years ago, the the, the team, I think it's about four or five years ago, they started doing that near the end of the show, that sort of swirling, really, where they're all working around each other and the lights and the smoke all in random patterns as they're kind of winding. It looks like they're winding around themselves as they were coming. Uh, that was an innovation. It looked really good. It came out of, uh, you know, just people sitting around coming up with great ideas so the short answer of that is yes the the show changes every year albeit subtly
1: cool and I guess part two of that is um how does an air air show performer set up turn and maneuver points at different airports with different landmarks and topography when you show show up somewhere new how do you get the lay of the land I guess
0: Yes, yeah, so that's a really important aspect of airshow flying is every airshow has what's called the aerobatic box and that's a superimposed uh, box around the airshow environment and that's a, a legal prerogative for the airshow organizer and the event organizer, but it's also a reference point for the performers. In in some cases, the some performers must stay within that box. If you think of like an aerobatic box, they have to. They're a competitive box. They have to stay within it. The snowbirds can't stay, you know, flying high performance airplanes. You can't stay inside a six thousand foot box, um, just by sheer physics. And so the goal is to perform the maneuvers in the aerobatic portion of the maneuvers inside that box. And so when we arrive, we, we first study the maps and we study that superimposed box over the ground. We'll use Google Maps, we'll use uh, paper maps, uh, anything required and that's provided to us. And then we, we look at those reference points and study them and we brief them very, very de- uh, detailed way. And we'll go out on our practice day and even before we initiate the initial practice, Uh, Sometimes we'll just fly around just orbit and you'll see the snowbirds or the f-18 or in my civilian life Sometimes I'll just take off and just do a circle over the the airfield And I'll start looking at some of those reference points to make sure that those make sense with what I've studied on the map and Then we start building um, Our routine out of that and the routine doesn't change from site to site but your reference points where you initiate some of the maneuvers and the timing points um, you need a ground reference for some of those, so that's a very important aspect of it, and that's why we have practice days.
1: Nice. Uh, the Hangar Museum in Calgary posted a question: um, Do you prefer performing as part of a team or solo?
0: You know, that's I've, I've received that question a few times, and I would say that's an impossible one to answer um, because I've truly enjoyed doing both. I was the CF-18 demo pilot and I absolutely loved the autonomy of that. I loved just myself walking to the jet, getting in, strapping on, and performing, and all my indicators of a good show or not um, were as a result of how I performed that day and and I got that immediate uh, feedback. But then you take it to the snowbirds and I found um, there was a different level and different measures of what a good show was and so i got fulfilled by the fact that sometimes you just felt the energy build and the the team come together in those perfect moments that the show just felt fantastic and there was something about being part of the team that was what's that expression you know the sum is greater than uh, the, the sum of the individual parts and that really did come to light and so i've ebbed and flowed between solo performance and and team performance, and I think I've has struck that nice balance, you know, being an F-18 demo pilot, then Snowbirds, and then I retired. I went to fly a solo F-86 routine, then I went with the Patriots jet team for seven years, and then I've been flying a solo T-33, so I've really been ping-ponging off those two types of performances and, I would say, equally fulfilling, but for different reasons. Different reasons.
1: Perfect. And then Michael... Final question. Um, what happens if there's turbulence while you're in tight formation? How do you deal uh, with that?
0: Turbulence is is a tough one. And one of the, the interesting aspects of uh, jet team flying, whether it's the Patriots or the Snowbirds, is the fact that you typically are near the end of the show because you're off in the headline act. Well, at three or four o'clock in the afternoon on a summer day, that's when all the convective heating starts. Usually, the clouds start building, and that's when the most turbulence shows up. So we've had. It's nice to be have that privileged position of being the headline act, but at the same time, you typically get the worst weather, and the worst kind of turbulence. So it's it actually is a challenge to fly in the turbulence. And so with the Snowbirds, we had different spacing levels. We would have a really tight spacing where we could fly up to four feet of wing overlap the air had to be pretty smooth and comfortable. And as you went through the season, became more rehearsed, certainly with the newer pilots, um, your tolerance for the turbulence would uh, change as a result. But we would we would have different levels of spacing uh, depending on the turbulence and our level of comfort. And it, it was a it was a lowest common denominator thing. Anyone had veto on, on the spacing, you could say, I just need to go a little wire, and we had some code words for that. And To space it out if we're bumping around in a in a perfect world the formation rides out the same bump the same time and the whole all nine jets would just Bounce in the same piece of air, but that isn't the case every time and so one part of the formation might hit some turbulence uh, Where another one wouldn't and so it sends ripples through the formation and those are the more challenging turbulent situations, but we we combat Uh, both in the Patriots flying and in the Snowbirds flying, we combat the turbulence by applying forward uh, trim pressure. And so in the Snowbirds, because of the low wing loading on those type of airplanes, trainer type airplanes, the the airplanes react to the turbulence because they create more lift for the wing. And that like as compared to flying an f5, which has a very high wing um, loading, it's uh, the airplane has to go really fast to create the lift, so it cuts through the turbulence really well and but with the uh, the snowboard jet and the Tudor, that low wing loading it really responds to the 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 air and the and the turbulence. So to count to counteract that, as I was saying, we put a lot of forward pressure in some cases in heavy turbulence, depending on the position you're flying and that was an outer the first time. I would put upwards of 20, 25 pounds of forward stick pressure. And then what that does is it dampens out the bumps because there's a a positive force on the airplane um, trying to make the airplane bunt over. And so in flying, the formation is just varying degrees of forward stick pressure that you're using rather than pushing and pulling. And so that does tend to dampen it out. So you'll find snowbird pilots typically have a larger right (laughs) forearm than a left forearm and... (laughs) I, I still have a muscle that's slightly larger for my right flying three years on the wing of the snowbirds and being in the outer position we carried a lot of trim to be able to react to the the larger moment arms of being further out in the formation so turbulence is is a tough part of the business but we fight through it like I say awesome <laughs> crying in baseball
1: <laughs> yeah cool well those are good questions from our listeners so I'm glad we were able to get those in
0: Mm-hmm. my yeah. pleasure
1: So that's it for this bonus episode. Thanks for your support and follows on Instagram and Facebook at Flying British Columbia. Stay tuned for more videos and podcasts coming soon.